Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Hey, welcome to Dice Camera Action. I'm your Dungeon Master, Chris Perkins, and here we are, once again. And it's possible Nate will be joining us, like last he's, week. He, he might just... He, he's literally trying to find Wi-Fi he, right now. He's on tour. <laughs> he's on tour. Several so there are challenges, uh, but if he yes. finds a Wi-Fi, he will crash the game, and uh, we will just pretend like he was always here. Previously in Dice Camera Action, the Waffle Crew... Um, was celebrating Trolltide when their residents came under attack by the Xanathar Guild, which was retaliating for infractions against them by the Waffle Crew. Or that's kind of how it kind of went down. Anyway, uh, the place got a little battered up, but that's, it's still standing. It's still standing. Everything's okay. And uh, some days, a, a little while later, after uh, the dust had settled, um, the Waffle Crew learned that the Xanathar was not done with them yet. A delivery arrived in the form of a moldy coffin held aloft by some gas spores. That coffin contained the severed head of one Noska Urgray, a former Xanathar Guild dwarf enforcer who turned traitor. Um, in addition to his severed head, there was his crossbow and the petrified hand and shattered torso of what may be a Lathander worshipper. Um, as evidenced by the petrified holy symbol on the shattered bust. Uh, the, the petrified hand was also holding a scroll tube. The party fought the gas spores, destroyed them. Some more gas spores came up out of the head of the dead dwarf. Those were dealt with. Evelyn, using her divine sense, detected the presence of a fiend nearby in the street. And although this fiend was in human form, she attacked him. A melee ensued, assisted by Binwin Bronzebottom, a dwarf who had come to the Waffle House for waffles and uh, found pies instead. Evelyn and Binwin murderated the fiend, which turned out to be a Rakshasa, a tiger-headed uh, creature with backward-facing hands. And as Binwin dealt it the death blow, it severed a tiger head, warned Binwin that it was. Um, but then uh, the city watch showed up, and Binwin gave them his card. Meanwhile, Strix, using her word of recall for the first time, teleported herself, the Waffle Kids, and Diath to her sanctuary in the Waffle House, Diath having managed to secure the scroll from the coffin moments before disappearing. 
as the City Watch uh, cordons off Troll Skull Alley again, <laughs> and uh, take questions. How many times is it? Now? Questions, uh, <laughs> witnesses again. It becomes apparent exactly what had Oops. transpired, and when they see the the pool of ichor that used to be this Rakshasa, it becomes clear that uh, whatever you killed was probably evil and probably up to no good. <laughs> See, it worked out. <laughs> yes, and Evelyn made a very compelling case. Yeah. Well, it's just the facts of life. If it's evil, it's evil, and <laughs> shall be smote. <laughs> and smote it was. Dia, if you're clutching this scroll as you're um, in this room with these kids and Strix, yeah, Strix will sort of also be like, yeah, it worked! And then like look at Diaz and be like, I didn't mean to bring you, I just did it because I was scared. That, that's that's fine, Strix. Uh, <laughs> do we do we do we like have a moment now? Is everything kind of like finally calmed? Um as far as you can tell, sequestered in this room that you've just teleported to, things seem pretty calm. Uh, okay. you, you have no uh there is no window in this room that faces out onto the street where the action was happening, so you can't really see what's going on out there. What is going what? on out there is the City Watch are now starting to poke around that moldy old coffin lying in front of your house and are looking inside at the petrified parts and the severed dwarf head. Ah, uh, yeah. What time is it? Oh, 2 p.m.? I think it's time to put the kids to bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get, you get howls of protest. <laughs> yeah, Strix had, Strix had again, just perp- was going to just try and bring the kids inside, but she was too scared, so she also brought Tia. And she's yeah, like, sorry. Yeah. But she'll go put him to bed um, if he yeah. wants just, to go read the thing or need, whatever. They don't need to have to take a nap or anything. Just make sure they're safe. I'm going to make sure the others are okay, too. And I'll, like, poke my head out real fast to see if I can see whatever the heck Evelyn is doing and whatever Binwin waddled off to. What is All Evelyn the- and Binwin doing? I, I just wanted to say all of the kids, I assume, like protest severely of being <laughs> Absolutely. You know, put to bed. But Nat doesn't, at least not in front of Dia. She's like, oh, yes, of course, you know, like trying to be mature. But she secretly signs some naughty words behind his back. <laughs> all right. Uh, Evelyn, uh, Evelyn and Benwin, you're out on the street with the city watch and a bunch of spectators. Evelyn's probably just, like, greeting everyone. Like, if there are any neighbors she hasn't met, she's like, oh, I don't think we've been introduced. It's good to see you out here. You know, the, our, our weekly uh, investigation block party. I'm Evelyn. <laughs> What's your name? Uh, just make a persuasion check for me, Evelyn, um, as you make nice with the neighbors who, as you recall, just recently sent you a nasty letter. I rolled a natural one. Okay. Uh so <laughs> you get some uh, very suspicious looks. Uh, people sort of, when they see you approaching, they kind of turn away and either fake engage in conversation with whoever's near them or uh, just try to move as far away from you as possible. That's all right. Not feeling talkative today. I understand. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so did the City Watch... Uh, they they are okay with what we've done, correct? They have not expressed any concern about you committing any sort of crime. They look at the pool of ichor and the empty clothes on the street. They pick up the clothes gently to see if there's anything left of the being that you killed, finding nothing of consequence. They start rifling through uh, his overcoat, and they find some cards, similar to the card that you gave them. 
um, that seemed to indicate that this individual's name was Vincent Trench, and he ran a detective agency. And oh look, his address is right over there. Points to a building that's a few, well, maybe about seven doors down or so from where uh, you had your waffles or your pies. Vincent Trench is an awesome detective name. (laughs) Was he wearing a trench coat? Uh, He had an overcoat, yeah, but... Okay. I'm not sure you'd call it a full trench coat, but... Then I saw the card. I saw where the address is. Yes, and it's... uh, The detective agency is called the Tiger's Eye. Appropriate. Evelyn is like, I better go notify the next of kin in case they're also evil demons. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll go with you. Thanks, that's so sweet. Two of you head over to the Tiger's Eye, which is uh, closed up tight. Evelyn, as you use your divine sense, you are not sensing the presence of fiends uh, within 60 feet of you. Presence of treasure inside? Because that's what I'm interested in. <laughs> uh, hard to tell. Uh, this is a very secure door. Um, not, 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 not a door that... Uh, I mean, you've, you've conquered doors greater than yeah. this. I, uh, I tell Evelyn, or tell Evelyn uh, to, to accidentally trip me, and then I knock the door... <laughs> In. <laughs> she doesn't even ask any questions. Like, okay, why? And then I just, I go, oh no, and then I just kick the All door. Right. With make my a head. strength. Oh, I'm sorry. Make a strength athletics check as you try to force open the door. Okay, so I rolled a seventeen, and my athletics give me a plus uh, nine. Okay, so yes. So you you crash open the door and stumble okay. inside with a large whoops. Uh, there are city guards who can hear the ruckus. Um, mm-hmm. Evelyn, as you stand outside, you just see Binwin's legs sticking out of the darkness, and uh, looking back, there are guards kind of glancing in your direction with quizzical looks on their faces, like, what's going on over there? He tripped. I tripped him, though, on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. I scream from inside the, the home. DF, as you make your way over to a window and you stick your head out into the street, uh, yep. you see the, these shenanigans going on further down the street. Uh, yeah, I just see that they're causing more problems. Yes. So DF just kind of like leans his head back in, just kind of goes, gives himself a, the old... <laughs> as Strix just watches that whole thing, like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One thing at a time. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll catch up with them in a moment. Yep. Um, oh, wait, don't tell me. They broke down a door. They broke down a door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really want, I really want to read this scroll that I've been holding on to, because while, while they're trying to figure out that shit, I'm still trying to figure out this whole corpse bomb situation so mm-hmm. once i get this figured out as much as i can then i move on to the next thing you know as a responsible person would <laughs> when you remove not the easily scroll, distracted <laughs> when you remove the scroll from its wooden tube uh you can see that it is hastily scrawled in sort of shaky in a shaky hand but it's not a letter you believe it's an actual magical scroll with a spell written on it Ooh. and the title of that spell even though you can't quite make out the rest of the script, you can make out the title. It says, Speak with Dead. Oh. That's handy. 
Ooh. Strix is obviously, as soon as she sees the Deeth unfold the scroll, she's like behind him, like on it, like whoop. <laughs> and Strix, you know that. Strix, you know that if you get a spell scroll and the spell is a spell that's on your class list, you can try to cast it from the scroll. If it's not on your class list, you cannot use the scroll. Yes. So as soon as she sees that, she, uh, she can use it because it's a priest spell. And she ha- or cleric spell, and she has cleric spells. Um, so she sees it, and she kind of looks like gestures to the outside and looks at it. Goes looks to the outside, looks at it, and she goes, "I, I don't want to do this, but I feel like we have to do this." You see, yeah. the city watch is um, picking up or trying to pick up the remnants. Smashed, moldy coffin. Oh, we get, need that to get it off the street and basically out of open view. All right, I will hold my hand out nicely and say, "Can I have this girl?" No, I agree with you. I don't want to do this, but do you remember what I said when they were trying to send a message? They were sending a, a message. Message. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she'll just like take it. <laughs> yeah. uh, come out. I don't want to go alone. No, I'll go with you. Benwin, right. you see a fastidious office and uh, clean as a whistle. There is a smell of incense hanging in the air, but it's not a fresh smell. Uh, the incense probably was lit at least over a day ago and it's sort of dissipated. So it's only just a very scent, very spicy. You can see that arranged in a perfect feng shui is all the sort of comfortable parlor furniture as well as there's a hanging sensor above a coffee table and uh, a, some beautiful paintings and statuary busts and things kind of arranged neatly about the room. Against the far wall near a locked, what appears to be another locked door, though not quite as heavy as the one you just barged through, um, and, that, and the door made of more of a red wood, you see a black cabinet with glass doors, inside which is a collection of books and artifacts, not magical artifacts, but just kind of like knickknacks of historical significance. Like Hummels? Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, you can see there's, there's like a mask on a stand. Okay. Well, um, we get the dead body. They get to have fun. There's, there's what appears to be like a pipe a smoking pipe box uh, closed with a little clasp and various other. You think that it's possible that in exchange for services that this creature, this detective, may have allowed people to pay with trinkets and other things um, instead. Anybody home? All's quiet. (coughs) Is it only one floor? Uh, no, it's a three-story building. Um, you think, given the shape and the position of the, the room and the, 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 the red uh, door across from you, that that might lead to stairs going up? I turn to Evelyn and I go, it looks like this cat was fancy. Yeah! <laughs> now it's time to CSI Waterdeep. So I'm going to search... Uh, with my amazing wisdom. <laughs> uh, I'm going to search for any trap doors. All right. 
So uh, Benwin is deep in the room at this point, Evelyn. You can see, however, that two city watch people, a woman and a man, a sergeant and a constable, have come up to you and they say, no, 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 you can't. This is breaking and entering. Oh, This place okay. is closed off until the city watch and the watchful order investigate okay. further. My bad. I just, oh. you know, we were just trying to help. I approach that guard. Mm-hmm. And I tell him, listen, this is way beyond the city watch. I'm, I'm a colleague of the Lord of Waterdeep. You've probably heard of him, Omen Dran. <laughs> uh, one of oh, the guards no. looks at you. Um, oh, no. And just kind of gives, shoots a sidelong glance to the other one. And then she says to you, you mean one of the masked Lords of Waterdeep whose one identities are known anonymous. to no one? <laughs> Well, oh, so you know about him. So we're on the same wavelength, right? Worst kept secret of water, Dean. Okay. Get so out. now you know how serious this is. <laughs> she says, oh. get out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> May the morning Lord bless you and keep you. And you can tell, you can tell that uh, your, words, your words have all but convinced her that uh, this is some ploy of yours to take advantage of the, the dead man and seize his goods. Hmm. She Evelyn's right. trying <laughs> Evelyn's trying to signal very much so that she was not doing that, that she's just like, whatever you say. <laughs> having fun with Ben when she has no ulterior motives. And then as you guys come blundering out, uh, the sergeant turns to the constable and says, do not set foot away from this doorframe and do not let anyone inside this building. Why? She ignores you. Mm. People here are sure rude today. Did everyone get up on the cranky side of the bit? <laughs> uh, you can, you can tell Evelyn that uh, this, this sergeant is uh, being super, super um, cautious because um, she's uh, a little... You, you get the sense she might be a little out of her depth. Usually when people are killed in the streets, they don't turn into uh, re- reeking black pools of ichor. <laughs> Would it be That's possible... That's not normal, huh? <laughs> Would it be possible after the captain leaves to try to intimidate her? Uh, you mean you mean the after the sergeant leaves to intimidate the remaining constable or to follow her as she leaves? No, to intimidate the remaining constable uh, guarding the door. Yeah, you you can certainly do that because he's currently just standing there by himself, gazing at you sternly. I think at that point Evelyn was already leaving to go see what happened with Strix and Dia. Okay. Is that okay to split the party like that? Do you care? <laughs> well, if. I think that Evelyn wouldn't be one to intimidate a constable, so this is kind of her like... No, I get it. Listen, I've known lawful good people before. Neutral good. Oh, neutral good. Neutral good? What's your Most problem? people don't know that. Little reminder. Chad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to try uh, to intimidate. What do, Just, you, what do you say or do? I tell her that the captain of the guard doesn't know what he's talking about. He's only seen what's inside of the city. I've been everywhere. He doesn't know how dangerous stuff is in there. And if you stay by this door, you're going to die. You need to let me in there and take care of this. Uh, Make an intimidate. Check. And make it a disadvantage because he's been given specific orders by his boss to the exact contrary. So I rolled a 15 and a 13. And my intimidate is plus six, so nineteen. Okay. Uh, he says he seems intimidated by you, and he okay. says, 
I have orders from my sergeant not to let anybody in here. That includes you. Don't hurt yeah. me. <laughs> okay. But um, I, don't, I don't. I don't want. I don't want to make this. Yeah. Know, is there, is there see, something? Is there something? Me. Is there something that you are looking for? In there. Yeah, I'm looking for loot, but I don't want to tell him that. <laughs> uh, Why not? He, he says, maybe you dropped something just inside when you fell? Yes, I did. Something very valuable. I just want to go in and check it. All right, you have two minutes. Okay. I'm just going to make a perception check to check for any hidden panels on the first floor. All Is right. Evelyn still wearing Binwin's helmet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. And in DF and Strix, you can see Evelyn's making her way back toward Waffle House. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Get to the body yeah. yet? Okay. Uh, yeah, you can stop the city guards that are, have been ordered to cart this shit out of here. Yeah, I guess um, Strix is going to look at the guards and be like, are you collectors? I don't think you'll get much jink for this body. It's ours. They look at you strangely, and then they say, no, we have orders just to get this off the street and somewhere safe where it can be studied. Oh, well, we're, can I, can I uh, cast a spell on it really quick? Sergeant! Oh, I didn't want to talk to authority. I don't like authority. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I let that happen. I'm sorry. I, uh, yeah, were you just behind me the whole time? Like, oh. like I feel like Dee just is looking off into the distance at like a seagull, and Strix just walks ahead and is like, I, hi. Well, he was probably like was walking forward, but then like slowed his pace a little bit as he looked over and says like, "What is Evelyn and Binwin doing?" Oh, she's coming. Oh, okay, good. Oh, Strix, no. <laughs> Strix, don't talk to the normal people. Yeah. All right, Strix. The sergeant comes over to you. Oh. And uh, he he just sort of raises his eyebrows, expecting a question. Uh, hello, I am a representative of the lawful order of the chicken foot coven, and I am here to perform a cleansing rite on this body to make sure that it's safe to cart away. Make a deception check. <laughs> this is my face I'm making. <laughs> yes, this is like speed walking. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, 17? Uh, he says, I've never heard of the chicken foot coven. Where we just moved here from uh, Chult? <laughs> uh, on this. Speak with the dead. Can I watch? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. Do you like pies? Yeah. You should come back later and get a pie. We're just around the corner. They're really good. Okay, yeah. Oh, she's making friends. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, he has them set the wreckage down back on the ground. Uh, they all watch you as right. you loom over the moldy, spore-infested head of one Nazca Urgray. Mm. Are we supposed to talk to Nazca or this dead person? Well, uh, only the head of Nazca remains in this moldy old coffin. The, the two pieces of petrified human body is part of a chest that, oh, okay. shows, a, that shows a holy symbol of Lathander around its neck and a hand. So we don't have anything yeah. to talk I don't, to there. I don't think you can speak with dead with things turned to stone, right? Correct. All right. Yeah. Well, so we're going to have to talk to Nazca. Shh. Don't, don't show that I don't know what I'm doing here. That's, I'm, Evelyn, very... you're, you're here now with them. <laughs> oh, shit. 
Hey, what are you doing? As as she's saying, what are you doing? Strix is like, nah, I'm just cast the spell on Noska's head. Evelyn, make a perception check as she casts the spell. Oh, fuck. Um, my perception's so bad. Six. Okay. Uh, you're able to see, yes, it is in fact Noska's rotting head inside the coffin, which is pretty gross. Um, but you also see a petrified human hand and a petrified holy symbol of Lathander around a petrified partial neck. Looks like somebody, no, dro- somebody, looks like somebody no. dropped a human torso and shattered it on the floor and put a piece of it along with a broken hand in the coffin. Evelyn has a very strong constitution, but this, this is a lot even for her dead friend who they had just kicked out mm-hmm. kind of a roommate mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and then also like iconography of her god on an unknown torso with his head like this is a lot yeah process yeah uh so i think i think she probably like screams a little and takes a minute yeah okay and if she if she sort of uh you know clutches her chest and makes a gasp uh yeah. Like one of the city watch guards will just sort of stand next to her to sort of brace her um, to make sure that she's okay and doesn't faint away on the street. Thanks, Todd. (laughs) His name is now Todd. (laughs) Um, All right. And uh, Binwin, what was your role? An 18 perception. Okay. You find, uh, you believe that there is a secret door behind that black cabinet. It will require some strength to slide it or move it out of the way, however. Okay. And the reason you know that is because you could glimpse uh, be underneath the cabinet a thin sliver of light. A, a, a telltale sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, 13 plus my strength modifier? Yep. 18. All right, you're able to slide it away. And uh, beyond, you can see a concealed door that has a flickering light um, sort of seeping out underneath it. Uh, the door does not appear to be locked. And it, it doesn't even have a, um, a knob or anything. It just pushes open. Okay. Like a section of wood wall. Pray for no traps that aren't poison. And I open the door. All right. When you look inside, you can see that there is a unfurnished stone room beyond that has what looks like a pentagram uh, made of entrails on the floor, at the points of which are uh, five small uh, steel braziers with burning, flickering coals in them. Uh, that has made the place both warm and dimly illuminated. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also see that there is some blood smeared on the walls uh, that looks like it's been put in the form of glyphs, maybe protective or abjurative glyphs. And uh, there is a wooden, or sorry, a stone lectern, kind of short um, and squat, carved to look like a devil, grasping uh, the top of it, and you can see that there is a book with blood script written on its pages. Oh, shit, there would have to be a book. Every (laughs) instinct screams to back out of this room. So I'm gonna grab that fucking book. (laughs) All right. 
uh, you're able to wrest it from the top of the lectern. Mm-hmm. Um, when you do, the lectern animates. Oh, fuck. And this, <laughs> this stone devil sort of cracks... Oh, I cracks. don't even know if I'm allowed to curse on this show. That's fine. Yeah, you're good. Uh, it's, it, it sort of makes these sort of creaks and cracks noises as it comes to life. So roll initiative for me, Scott, and I'll get back to you in just a second. No problem. Strix, you cast the spell. Um, oh, no. That's me casting the spell, the words, reading it in one hand. The, the scrawled words on the scroll disappear, and the scroll turns to dust in your hands as the spell takes hold, and Nasca's head comes to life, gaining mm. a semblance of life, really. Um, now, when she casts Speak with Dead, is it just her that can communicate, or is he just, like, talking out loud to everyone? Um, I'm works? glad you asked. So, uh, it will talk out loud. Okay. And but it's it's Strix that has to ask the questions, and she gets up to five. Ooh, let's make these count. All right, Strix will hold up her hand, like, yeah. okay, yeah. we have five questions for floaty dead head head man. Yeah. As, as Nasca opens, sort of one of his eyes all the way, and the other eye slightly, um, you can see that his mouth starts to yawn open as well. And some goop kind of seeps, some brown goop kind of seeps out through the corners of his jaw and down into his uh, patchy beard. Evelyn buries her head in Todd's chest. (laughs) An eye stalk also erupts from Nasca's forehead. It just bursts out through a crack in his head and just kind of looks around and stares at everybody and then blinks at you twice, Strix. I just don't. At which point, some of the guards are like, they all pull out their swords and weapons and things and immediately go into a defensive stance. I mean, I appreciate that, but don't worry. We're professionals. Yeah, Diaz immediately puts a hand up at him, just like trying to be like, no, hold on. Hold on now. This, this is normal. This is a normal. <laughs> he, looks so, he was so young and not a beholder. Strix <laughs> is like, no it's, no, it's not normal, but we're professionals. Don't worry. She's like looking at the crowd. He's like, Don't worry. We're magic professionals here. All right. Five questions. And you can take uh, your time. You don't have to r- rhyme them off all at once. All right. Ask him if he's met the morning lord yet. I think oh. we'll start with... We should start with asking him what happened to him and why. All right. Nasca, what happened to you and why? This isn't Nasca. This is Xanathar. (laughs) 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 Falls over backwards. And she just stumbles backwards into the street. (laughs) Wait, how is this possible? I thought we were speaking with the dead. Unless Xanathar himself is dead or is this... My spores have infected Nasca. Oh no, they infected me too! No, Strix, you're fine. I'm not fine! <laughs> oh, God, I'm a hypochondriac! <laughs> Come on, I need you right now. Okay, okay. You made a mistake messing with me. We're not. Uh, DF, what do I say? Um, uh, okay. Ask him. Where's your joy boy, Balton? <laughs> yes. boy. He, he probably walked away to get drunk. <laughs> Don't, don't, no, we're asking the questions Okay. Here. We take a firm stance against this. Okay. Ask him if maybe he'll just be nice to us from now on. <laughs> Ask him, ex- what is it 
that Xanathar wants from us. Um, what is it that you want, sir? I don't want anything from you. I'm not the villain. No villain. He, he, oh, you heard him. I'm sorry, I don't have to repeat him. (laughs) I'm just very scared. (laughs) (laughs) No villain. No villain. You're the villains. Didn't really answer a question, though. I think we're on question two, right? Yeah, we didn't figure out exactly why he killed Nazca yet. Well, Nazca was a traitor. He betrayed me. He, he died for us. <laughs> he was supposed to die for me. Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Todd will take you into his uh, uh, his his arms and pat you. Can I ask him? Can, I have a question for him, but you go first. Maybe the last one I can ask him. Don't cry, Evelyn. <laughs> Everything will be all right. You're not the boss of me. That's true. <laughs> what? I always liked you best. <gasps> really? Hey. Now, Evelyn, do that's, not listen to him. That's so nice, though. Stop. <laughs> Sorry I had to kill your priest, but I left one alive. Which one? Fuck, I know. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't count for our questions. (laughs) Todd, he killed my priest, too. I swear to God, Todd, if you fall in in love with Evelyn, too, I'm going to be sorry. I have one more. I'll keep him until you come and get him. One more priest? That's right. Why is it gotta be my priest if you like me the best? He says, there are strange things happening at your temple. I know this because I read Perkins notes. Who is this Perkins god that everyone keeps I've heard Paul to mention him and I really don't like that. He's um, not important. <laughs> I'm important. Me. It's very egotistical. Wait, does it I have, have to do with CR of 13. <laughs> what do you expect? Is it does it have to do with Amenator? It's higher in my lair. What? Amenator? <laughs> yeah. What's an Amenator? That stuff that's happening at, at Evelyn's... Um, it's clearly in the Pantheon. Obviously, he doesn't know as much as he likes to think he does. Excuse me. Ah, no, don't say that! <laughs> and, uh, he's clearly talking to all of us. This spell was was broken. I was the one who was asking questions. I thought it was... We know what's going on! Like, trying to calm the crowd. I think that if you want to say something... I have more points than all of you. Yeah, yes, well, if you want to say something about what's going on at my church, you just outright say it right now. <coughs> he says, I'm going to blow it up. That seems bad. You can go ahead and try, but why? Because you don't belong there. Why? Because you belong with me. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hey, I just, I, we just met. And I don't know that we can know that yet at this stage in the relationship. Uh, but why? Zeta 
Agathar, are you in love with Evelyn? He says, I like her a lot, but I'm really in love with me. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't say I like her. <laughs> I am sort right. of taken with her. Everyone. But this, all this other stuff about gold and stones of Golor, I don't care about that. Bullshit. Wait, you don't, wait, you don't, you don't care about that? Well, look, if you, if you do care for me, how about this? Don't blow up my church. Too late. Uh, ah! Okay, how about this? You claim to have one more priest of Lathander and you want us to come get her? Fine. Where him. are you keeping him? It's him. Fine, where are you keeping him? I think. Are you him? Yes, he's a him. <laughs> okay, but where? You you want us to come get this priest? That's right. Okay, well, if you wanted a date, you should have not kidnapped a priest, but where is it? He says... I'll show you the way in time. What makes you think we're even going to bother with that? Because he is a priest of Lathander. You wouldn't let a priest of Lathander die. No, you wouldn't. No. Scott, what you do? I rolled a one for initiative. Wow, okay. <laughs> this creature attacks you. Um, what does it look like again? Like an like an animated statue? It looks like a it looks like a like a four foot tall stone yeah. statue of a devil. Nice. With uh, wings that are sort of unfurling behind it. Ooh. Uh, so it has your it has your stature basically. Um, it lunges at you and mm. tries to bite you with its needle sharp uh, stony needle fangs. It rolls Boom. a 20 total. Jesus. Well, that does hit my armor class by two, so... All right, so he bites into you for eight piercing damage. Yeah, and then he rakes you with... It, it rakes you with its claws and hits you mm. with those as well. And okay. you take another seven, so you take a total of 15 points of damage from this stony devil. Okay. What do you do? I am going to... Make a menacing attack and expend a superiority die. Now, do I expend that after I hit? You can decide to spend it after you've rolled. Perfect. So I'm going to take my weapons and hit. So I'm going to swing with Rook, then Ruin. Okay. So here's Rook. That is a 20. Hit. Dirty 20. And Ruin is a 18. Hit. Okay. So Rook does 1d8 plus 6. Nice. 14. Okay. Ruin does 1d8 plus 5 and will be a maneuvering attack. So that's a 7. No, I'm trying to 12. Had to add that on my fingers because I didn't go to school. <laughs> now, he has to make a... Sorry, what was the damage on the second attack? 7 Total? plus 5. 12? Okay. Yeah. Got it. So... It's a menacing attack, so he has to make a wisdom saving throw and beat a 17. He or he's frightened of me till the end of my next turn. 
He did not and looks frightened of you until the end of your next turn. Uh, moreover, your two hits did considerable damage, chipping away large parts of his body and actually taking off one of his wings completely. Um, so he looks pretty battered at this point. Cool. Um, when he retaliates, uh, or actually because he's frightened of you, he's got a penalty if he tries to attack you. Right. Unless he moves away from the source of his fear. Uh, but he's a little cornered in this room, so and you're standing in the doorway. Uh, so he will attack you, but with disadvantage on his attacks. Nice. Oh, no, well, I mean, he's, he's, he can't willingly move closer to you, but you're engaged with melee anyway, so... What you gonna do? What, what you, gonna, you gonna, gonna do? He misses because of that, mm. and he misses again. He would have hit you twice more, but nope, two misses. All right. And then what do you do? I'm gonna finish him off. Have at it. By this time, you can hear that the guard is coming in behind you. Obviously, that's draw, fine. drawn by the sounds of violence. Uh, that's fine. Hopefully, I'll. So the first one was a sixteen. Rook was a sixteen. That's a hit. And ruin was a twenty-five. So that's a hit. Okay. So. Uh, Eight for the first damage. Okay. Thirteen for the second. Okay. Uh, it shatters. Okay. I quickly shove the book in my pants. <laughs> okay. Evil book down the pants. And then I assume the guard comes in? As the saying goes. Yes. I'm like... And he, he looks around and is just kind of horrified. He sees, yeah, the en- he sees the entrails on the floor and just kind of gags. I go, what did I say? What did I say? Let's get, let's cheese it. We got to get out of here now. Yeah, he, uh, he, uh, he backs out of the room and follows you back out and immediately goes looking for help. Yeah. I walk over to these guys and I'm like, uh, what's up? What are you guys talking about? Subway versus Quiznos? Anyway, I just <laughs> killed a gargoyle the devil's diary. If you guys... Need this. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> we need to- the rest of you are in this conversation with this severed head with an eye stalk sprouting out of it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it says, Once the church is gone and your friends are all dead, we can spend lifetimes together. <laughs> Strix just starts having a panic attack on the ground. Why, 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 why are we the villains? Am I one of the villains? That's right. Why? Because you killed my dudes. <laughs> uh, uh, Especially my mind flare. I needed him. For what? What's a dude? To put brain dogs in creatures. Okay, well, see, the thing is that we don't like it when you do that. <laughs> it's the best life they'll ever have. I don't think that's Serving true. me. I think your dudes don't like it. No, they like it. Maybe you should turn from your evil ways in into the light of the morning lord. Have you Ah, uh, no. Lathander? This always happens people underestimate me. I'm on the cover of Waterdeep Dragon Heist, damn it. <laughs> I'm the biggest one. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, says, well. And pretty soon. Strix and Paulton will be out of the picture. I know why! Oh, you'll why? see. Why, though, oh, specifically? No. You'll see. 
No, we won't see, and Boys neither will you, because I'm about to cut Everybody your head off. Everybody will see. Wait, do I have spores? Am I dying? <coughs> Are these spores? Does this look like anything? The guards just sort of look at you strangely. She's holding up her like spit to the guard. She's like, does Evelyn, this look like it's poisonous? Evelyn just slaps her hand on Strix and is like, here, lay it on hands for five. I cured you of whatever. No, it's you that's feel not better. how it works. You feel better. Wait, I do feel better? Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually sick! <laughs> just like running in circles. <laughs> and uh, and I'll, I'll deal with you too, Todd, if you don't take your hands off her. Look, no, Todd. <laughs> Todd and I are very close, and you need to accept that. Wait, what's wrong with me and Paulton? Like, why don't you like Evelyn and Diaz, but me and Paulton are bad? Who's Diaz? Nobody. Uh, <laughs> no one. Correct. That is the correct response. <laughs> Just oh. don't kill him. Nasca never mentioned him. Nasca told you about us? Oh, yes. I made him tell me everything about you before I killed him. Oh, Nasca, Todd. That must have been oh. how he knew. Nasca spoke very well of you, <laughs> Evelyn. Not so well of you, Strix. And less well of Paulton. Oh. <laughs> okay, Nasca head with eye stalk sticking out of it. Why... Who is this? Who who is the the petrified Lathander person, also in this box with you? I don't remember. He said his name, but I don't care. Great. Was Maybe it like they know at the temple? Can I can I roll another perception check upon that information to see if I recognize anything about the body? Sure. He could write scrolls though. Seventeen. Uh, you look at it, there's not a lot left. Um, the hand, even though it's petrified, suggests the hand of an old man. Um, that's the one clue that you can make out. The holy symbol is one of the sort of, uh, when you study that and look inside, it kind of dawns on you that it is one of the older holy symbols, that there have been newer versions, models, that have come out. This is an old one. The only priest I really... His name was Father... Christmas or something, I don't know. <laughs> I love Christmas. It's my favorite holiday. It's not mine. Well, don't worry. We never have to spend it together then. Look, you, 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 and you're just not really telling us a whole lot. Did you just want to, you know, call and hear our voice? Is that what it is? Or did you have something to say? He says, I just wanted to tell you that you won't have your friends around much longer, your temple much longer. Well, that is not a very nice and thing I to don't. say. And it doesn't make me happy with you at all. And I don't like it when people kill my guys. Nothing I don't like forgiven. When kill my guys. I will never forgive you for that. Well, I hate to say it, but you better get used to it because we're not letting up. And there's not a single thing that you could say that will give any iota of intimidation against us. Threatening here at our house? No. Our All you house. did was made a mistake. We're coming for you. 
Evelyn raises an eyebrow at Diaz and uh, like wiggles her sword a little bit. Like, can I cut the eye stock off now? Yes. <laughs> she just cuts it off. Uh, make an attack roll. Actually, roll initiative. Not an attack roll. But I might be dying of spores. <laughs> initiative is eighteen. All right. Uh, you can see that the the eye stock does uh, when it realizes uh, that a threat is imminent. Uh, this sort of little glimmer of magic inside its pupil gleams as though it's getting ready to fire off a ray, but you get to attack it first, Evelyn. Ha! With the flaming heart of Spinelli, I rise. Yes. With a 20. All right, you swing at it, and as the eye sort of bears down and says, No, Paulton, no, Paulton. (laughs) And looks around, well, (laughs) fuck you, Todd. And then you just (laughs) slice it off. It. And it, it sort of lands on the ground, twitches and wobbles a little bit, bleeds out uh, some foul goo, and then expires. And then Noska's head sort of closes its eyes, kind of half closes its mouth, and goes dead. Is it? Did, did we hang up? And then the head explodes with spores. I would like <laughs> everybody oh. in the area to make a constitution saving throw. I'm immune to disease. This including is Including Binwin right? and Evelyn, you're immune to disease. You're fine. <clears throat> constitution. Constitution. Oh. I think I'm trying to remember whether my aura helps with that too. Oh, well, I mean, you get like a plus six. Wait, uh, yeah, so you get, everybody gets plus six on their saving throws because of Evelyn's okay. presence. Wait, it's plus five. Plus five, sorry. Um, but I thought I had another aura, but that may be a few levels from now, that, like, is protection from disease or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so, folks, uh, Binwin, how did you do? Uh, I did 27. And, uh, Dieth? 10. 10. I haven't rolled Todd yet. Strix? Uh, so I rolled a one. Okay. <gasps> but with all my bonuses, I got a nine. Great. Uh, all right. And I have to roll for all of the city guards who are present. There are six of them. Todd! Well, well Todd did okay. Uh, he is, <laughs> uh, is your bonus extending to the city guards as well, Evelyn? Oh, she's out of the picture. I... Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Especially Todd. Especially Todd. Groovy. All right. Uh, So, DF and Strix, you failed. Um, Mm -hmm. All of the guards succeeded. Benwin, you succeeded. Okay. Um, so, because of that, uh, DF, you take, DF and Strix, you both take 45 points of poison damage. Oh, jeez. Okay. And Benwin, you take 22 <laughs> points of poison damage. Uh, uh, did you already have that because of my poison resistance? You take 11 points of poison damage. Noise. And each of the guards takes 22 points of poison damage. Oh, shit, Todd. Todd. 
And uh, so all the guards are sort of choking and gagging as these spores erupt all around you, but none of the guards appear to have been killed by the poison. Uh, they all, were, all have enough hit points to withstand it. Can I tell who has been, uh, like, infected? Yeah, you can tell almost immediately because there's sort of like a, a gangrenous transformation in their flesh Ooh. as uh, Strix and Diath both... Uh, uh, seem to have caught the full full measure of it. Evelyn is like mildly, it's like a mild annoyance. She's like, ugh, so gross, ugh. And she goes over and again does a little lay on hand. She's like, be healed in the name of the morning, Lord. And banishes that disease or poison. Oh, so okay. cute. Oh. Oh. Please, please push the evil from our bodies. So you're laying on hands on uh, both of them? Each. <laughs> boom, boom. Yeah, with both so of them. So five their, points, I'll, I'll, five points, and they heal their disease. I'll pull both their heads next to my head and okay. like smush them and just be like, be healed. All right. <laughs> While I'll she's get... doing that, Diaz is just like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had two hit points left just so. Oh. You know. I, I give them more than five each. I give them like 20 each. If you hadn't given me okay. those five hit points, I'd be dead. Well, five, five, giving away five points eats away the disease. That leaves them yeah. with 15 points that they can use to heal up. Mm-hmm. So you guys get back 15 okay. hit points each. Uh, are you going to give any additional healing to Binwin or any of the guards? <laughs> Aw, Todd. <laughs> Poor Todd. Binwin, how you feeling? I am doing well at, well, I have 99 of 125 hit points, so I can't complain. I think you're fine. Yeah. No. Todd, how are you? <laughs> I think I'm going to be okay. Okay. <laughs> Evelyn kisses him on the cheek for one hit point. Okay, he'll take that. Just a little something. Thanks for letting me get... <laughs> As the spores drift away, uh, you can see that not, really almost very little remains of Noska's head at this point, just little bits. As um, Evelyn sees that again, she sniffles again and n- like leans wistfully on Todd's shoulder. All right. Yeah, can I, can I, can I pick up that eye stock? Yes. All right. Yeah, Strix is going to pick that up and be like, I'll figure something out. This has got to be something to stop these stupid rays. It's still, I don't imagine. <laughs> Dieth, like, still kind of coughing and, like, trying to wipe spores away out of his face. Turns to the rest of the party. He's like, all right. We cannot mess with that guy. You just told him we were coming after him! Yeah, I told him that, but we're not going to do anything. What? <laughs> I don't think he's the kind of thing to take bluffing well doesn't matter all i can do is that something out that's way smarter and way better to do because we can't do this on we can't do this ourselves more importantly did he threaten to blow up the church he sure did he sure did (laughs) that kind of seems like something we should take care of right now guys 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 well, hey, wait, the guards are here, right? Some someplace yeah. safe, we, quiet, we can continue this discussion. I need to show you what's in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Slow turn from Diaz. Everyone's just moving so fast in relationships. <laughs> uh, Strix is going to be frightened by that. And then look at the guards, because the guards heard the head talking, right? Oh, yes, they did. Yeah. And other, oh. other guards have showed up, and the sergeant's like, what is it with you people? Oh, I'm sorry, but he's trying to blow up the spires of the morning. You have to get there now. Make sure that everyone's evacuated. Uh, she, will, she will take care. 
she will do her utmost to get that message across town. Would it take me? Would I be faster to get the message on oh, my yes, broom? definitely. Okay. I think we should all go to the spires right now. I don't. Wait, think wait hold on. I want to see what's in Bidwin's pants. <sighs> can you show us on the way? Okay, you can't all of the, all the guards are now helplessly staring at Bidwin's pants. You, <laughs> Bidwin and DF, you are obviously fine at running. So you run and show each other each other's pants or whatever, and then uh, Evil and I will fly there. Yeah, you're right. You guys can get there uh, way faster than we can. Uh, Bidwin, you and I will talk along the way. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Goodbye, guards! <laughs> <laughs> we can't right. come to the church because I need to show you what's in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> how are so? I know how Strix is getting across town uh, from the North Ward to the Castle Ward, where the Spires of the Morning is located. How are the rest of you navigating the streets? Strix and Evelyn are flying together. Sure, yeah. that makes sense. Dieth uses his city secrets feature to go through the back alleys to move there as quickly as possible. Okay. Showing Bindu in the way. Yeah. Okay. Um, but chances are he will arrive aft- sometime after Strix or Evelyn while he's dragging Binwin. Yeah, this, um, they're going to get there way faster than me no matter what. Yeah, okay. Just want to be clear on that point. If, if it's mentioned that, I could polymorph them into birds. No, no, I want to see what's no, in no, 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 no. <laughs> All right, fine. All right. I won't help. help. Listen, dick joke. <laughs> <laughs> so you take off, uh, the two of you, with your, your broom and your wing boots, and you head out over rooftops. Uh, you can see that there is a griffin rider, cavalry member, circling over Troll Skull Alley, who... Um, follows you, actually, but at a respectful distance. All right. I mean, Strix Strix will, like, zoom in and be like, uh, Xanathar's gonna blow up the Spires of the Morning! We have to hurry! Okay. And you can see, as soon as you clear the rooftops, the Spires of the Morning is an easy landmark uh, to see in the city um, because it is literally a collection of towering, golden-topped spires uh, um, nested together fairly closely that gleam in the sun. And uh, so you follow that beacon straight there and uh, passing all kinds of folk below you, some of whom take notice of you, uh, particularly whenever the broom backfires. And, uh, and, the, <laughs> and of but course, yell, Oops! the choking smoke trail that it leaves in its wake. Sorry! I think Evelyn probably knows her way around here pretty well. Oh, so yeah. I think she's just like, she's going for whatever entrance to go to whatever authority figure would start an evacuation. Well... Interestingly enough, as you get close, uh, so the Spires of the Morning is situated on a plot of land that has, it's triangular with roads, um, basically enclosing it on all sides. And those roads are wide, wide streets, boulevards really, beautifully decorated, lots of spring flowers everywhere. The place is a riot of joyous color. And it's very clear to you as the two of you approach that the temple has already been evacuated because there are scores of people acolytes and attendants, other members, kind of standing out on the roads a a relatively safe distance away from the gigantic edifice. Do I see anyone that I recognize? That will require a perception check because it's quite a crowd. And the crowd also includes um, members of the city watch as well as what appear to be watch soldiers uh, with red capes that have 
uh, stitched into them in gold thread the symbol of a golden crown. And um, you look around, you scope things out, you spot one person that you recognize in the clergy. Her name, she's a priest of Lathander named Sister Incensia. She's, Incensia uh, is, um, she hails from, you believe, northern Kalimshan. Um, she's got this sort of um, absolutely, um, she's this beautiful, large woman, um, uh, immaculate in her gown and her headdress. And she is standing with what appear to be kitchen staffers and other people who work at the temple. Uh, would this have been like a superior to Evelyn? Mm, no. Uh, she, as as a priest, she would she would be fairly high ranking within the temple, but because Evelyn is a paladin of Lathander, she sort of stands apart from the clergy. Mm. So Evelyn will fly down and say, "Nancy, it's so good to see you." Evelyn. What's going on? It has been a while. I'm so glad that we could see each other again after how many years? Oh, gee. <laughs> I don't know. A good number. Yeah, it, it would be real nice to catch up, except I think what's going on is maybe there might be some sort of bomb. We were conducting our business, doing the renovations that Father Sunbright has asked us to do, and... Lo, a member of the Lord's Alliance arrives with members of the City Watch and tells us we have to evacuate the building immediately because there has been a, uh, a serious threat. Apparently, someone has gained custody of a large quantity of illegal smoke powder and rigged it in the sewers underneath the temple. And do I know anything about smoke powder? Um... Yes, only because you hung out for a great deal of time with a gift named Warrington Munt, and he would never shut up about the stuff. <laughs> it, is, it is a magical black powder that powers, that is explosive in nature, and is used in something called firearms. Mm, like Strix has. No, my arms are on fire. It's different. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, different kind of firearms, yeah. Well, what's being done to, to neutralize the threat? Well, apparently, operatives, either of the Lord's Alliance, possibly the Harpers, I'm not sure which, are going down into the sewers to try to find these things before they are set fire to and explode. I should probably go help. Evelyn kind of turns to go, and then she turns back, and she's like, you know that... that you know, rebrand that the temple's going, you know, that Father Sunbright ordered. How do you, what do you think of that? She says, you are, of course, familiar with the heresy of the three-faced sun. Am I? Make a religion check. Oh, okay. Uh, 16. You do recall, um, uh, what this heresy is, and basically the long and short of it, what you're able to recall with 16 is you were taught is the reincarnation of an older god 
Um, and that God's name was Amonator or Amanator. And Amonator, in ancient, ancient days, back when there was something called the Netherese Empire, was worshipped by humans not only as the god of the sun, but also as the god of bureaucracy and the importance of uh, the steadiness and constance of bureaucracy. It was as constant and predictable as the rising and the setting sun. Uh, you're not exactly sure why, but Amenhotep died. Um, coincident, not there. Shortly thereafter, the empire of Netheril fell, and um, it wasn't until uh, Lathander was reborn that there was a, a god of rebirth and the dawn. Well, the heresy of the three-faced sun says that at some point Amenhotep is going to rise from the dead and retake his place in the heavens and reclaim his portfolio over the sun and then split that portfolio up among himself and two other hand-picked gods who will then represent the dawn and the dusk, the sunrise and sunset. And there will be three gods presiding over the domain of the sun. That is the heresy of the three-faced sun, this belief that Amenhotep will one day come back and reclaim his mantle. And what makes it a heresy, that Lathander's not in that Within picture? Within the Church of Lathander, it's considered a heresy uh, to presume that Amenhotep is a separate being from Lathander. Right. Gotcha. Okay, so Evelyn's like, of course I know about the heresy of the three-faced sun. Well, Father Luke Sunbright believes that the heresy is the truth, and he is gearing up the temple for Amenhotep's return. Evelyn would be opposed to this, right? Lathander is technically, in her mind, the reincarnation of Amenhotep, so it's complicated. <laughs> but well, but yes, you've, you've grown up feeling your attachment to Lathander. You have every reason to believe Lathander is a real entity. And I'm if like, Amenhotep is coming him. back, mm -hmm. then that calls into question Lathander's legitimacy. He's, I don't he like can't, that. He can't be the real Amenhotep. Right. So that, um, you, would, you would be against it. But you have already pledged your support to Father Luke Sunbright. Would Strix know anything about this having been from the Plains? Um, you could make a Arcana check. All right. Having, you know, talked to people about that. It's a... 18. Yes. So you believe, having studied the empire of Netheril at some point in your interest of magic and just how, how empires of magic come and go, uh, you believe, through texts that you read, that Amenhotep died because people stopped worshipping him. Right. Um, essentially, they got, so, how, that's how that they got so burdened by the bureaucracy that his clergy had created that they just couldn't stand him anymore and so he lost his followers and died and it is believed that his corpse floats in the astral plane as a dead god all right and people have yeah. visited that corpse i just like fluttered just like explode down there on my brew and i'm just like yeah so alan otter is just like a dead god floating around the astral plane just so you know that also like yeah i mean he died because people stopped worshiping him also if you stop worshiping lithander he died too so don't and she takes back off I'll never stop worshipping Lysander, of course not. So one of the, the Dawn Lord before she died was Zeress. 
says Incensia. Um, and before she died, Zares requested or put forth that her replacement should be a woman named Terastin Adaragon. Terastin is on her way to Waterdeep now from a distant land called Cormir. Actually, she's coming from the Dale lands, more precisely. And Evelyn met Zares before she met her in Lothander's domain, you right? Had, you had heard about Zares because of her okay. reputation. And I still don't remember her. Uh, when uh, Sister Incensia says the name Zares, something sort of resonates in you, like you do sort of know her or you have a dim memory of her. Mm. It's I almost like, like it almost feels like a childhood memory. Mm. Well, Taras's face has got big shoes to fill. Well, she's not going to fill any shoes if Father Luke Sunbright gets enough support among the other priests and um, solidifies his hold over the soon-to-be Temple of Amanator. Oh, I think he asked me to support him in that. And you said. Uh, It was a a complicated moment. Don't worry, I understand. He can be very persuasive. In any event, we shouldn't burden ourselves with politics at this particular time when the building might collapse around Oh, you're right. I have a tendency to get distracted. My apologies. Thank you so much. Uh, Benwin, what do you you pull out of your pants? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I pull out the book. And okay. I show it to You Ryan. see this book, DF, that's basically covered in... Hum- it's stitched with human flesh covers. Ooh. And inside you see writing in blood in a script that you're unaccustomed to. A jagged, harsh, gothic script. It's fucking creepy, right? Yeah. And you found this deep within that agency? Mm-hmm. I found a secret door hidden behind... What? Yeah. Found a secret door hidden behind a black cabinet full of trinkets. And inside of it was war crime in there. Uh, To quote my friend Jim Dark Magic, it looks like someone killed a man made of chili. (laughs) And uh, there was this pedestal and there was a book on it. And I thought, do not touch that book. That is evil. That would be the worst thing to do. And that's usually when I grab things. So I grabbed it, and then the, the pedestal it was on came to life and became a gargoyle. And I was like, awesome, a gargoyle to kill. So I killed it, and then I shoved the book in my pants. And I don't know what to do with it, but I didn't think it was safe to leave it there. Yeah. Unless it's valuable, then <clears throat> it's totally mine. It occurs but, to you, Benwin, that you could probably find some place in Waterdeep to get it appraised. Yeah. Yeah, and flipping through the book, nothing in this is legible to me. Not legible, but you do feel its ghastly nature quickly becomes apparent to you in some of the diagrams and glyphs that are worked into the text that suggest that this is some sort of fiend summoning thing as well as a a treatise that can be used to contact otherworldly creatures of the lower planes. Probably recognize that writing is something Strix has written before. Yes. Yeah, I thought you could give it to your little weird friend that flies on the broom. We need to get this to Strix, but this is an incredible find, Bidwin. You did an amazing job. Thanks, man. Put that in your pants. <laughs> uh, 
while while you're in there, so it was filled with trinkets and other objects. And like as they're like they're like having this conversation as they're like they're darting through the streets and like moving around mm -hmm. people and things. Right, right, right. Any any uh, any uh, small objects or anything in there that caught your eye? Not anymore. No one pays anything for precious moments and hummels anymore. <laughs> it looks like <laughs> they really don't. I appraised my dad's. It was disappointing. Um, uh, no, uh, from what I could tell, it was just a bunch of junk he got paid with. So. I don't know. Maybe, maybe these cat people just like little baubles. But um, when I found the murder room, I knew for sure this was important. I don't know that enough, but if the little baubles seem specific enough, they alone could be the co summoning components needed for this book. We have to get there as fast as we can. This goes way deeper than we can imagine. Exactly what I was thinking. Evelyn. You and Skips uh, are, with, are still with Incensia. And Incensia says, there, there's the young man who alerted us to the problem. And she points uh, to a tall, slim fellow with a little bushy brown beard and uh, disheveled hair. But he's wearing a red cape with the gold crown symbol on the back. And he's also wearing a badge indicating that he's a member of the City Watch and uh, although he's not wearing typical rank of the City Watch, looks like a pretty official person, and he's got two City Watch captains following him. Strix, should we go down into the sewers and try to help? Uh, uh, let's wait until Dieth and Binwen get here, and then we can decide if nothing blows up or whatever. Maybe... Uh, well, let's I, go talk to... Do I know this City Watch person? I mm. feel like you... There's a lot of them. You can make a insight check. 11. You do not, although that is high enough to remember that you may have seen him at the yawning portal, but he was being inobtrusive. She'll fly over. Hey, I think I saw you once at the yawning portal. Sorry that I don't remember your name. Hi, I'm Evelyn. Um, Martha. I would. Yeah, that's me. Thanks. A pleasure, uh, a pleasure to meet you. My name is Jalister Silvermane. <gasps> Jalister, so nice to meet you. I would love to get to know more about you, but unfortunately it seems like we're in a little bit of an emergency and I was wondering if you could tell me how I might be able to help this. Well, we think we got everyone out of the temple, but we're not altogether sure. Um, we have agents down in the sewers trying to find whether or not there's a credible threat, but we believe that the threat is genuine. Just between you and me, we have a spy who delivered this information to us, and I trust him completely. Well, I would say from what I've just heard around from my spies as well, that that's true. Also, Xanathar told me. Xanathar? What does he have to do with this? Uh, I think he's the one that put it there. Interesting. So the Xanathar might have a large amount of illegal smoke powder. Well, that's what it sounds like to me. Well, you could do one thing for us with your winged boots there and maybe make sure that the temple is cleared out and that no further danger um, or no, that no one has been left behind. On it. Strix, you want to come with me? You're good at searching little corners. What? Okay. Reconnaissance mission. Uh, Kinda. 
Strix will go up in the air and also use thaumaturgy to just yell really loud and be like, oh, oh, like, we woo, we woo, the temple's gonna explode, everyone needs to leave. You're doing this outside the temple? I'm flying around it, like in a circle at the top. So you can't really see inside it, of course, but you can just shout from the rooftops, literally. Yeah, that's what she's doing. Evelyn, what are you doing while Strix is shouting down over the building? I'm gonna go into the temple and do, like, uh, what do you call that? I don't know. Grid, a grid by grid. Oh, before you do that, Strix is gonna death ward you. Okay. You just go in there by and slap. <laughs> yeah, she just you're like I'm gonna go in there, and she's just like nope. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Evelyn. Yeah. Just make a perception check for me, and I'm gonna give you advantage because sound carries in the hollow interior of the greatest temple of Waterdeep. Even with advantage, it's an eight. Okay, uh, so you start to blaze around, your little wings flapping, making weird echoing sounds as you uh, head from uh, chamber to cloister uh, to antechamber to narthex. Uh, And uh, you look around for signs of anybody, and the place is just completely desolate. And you're struck because you don't remember ever in your life being in this place when it was just completely empty except for you. And you just sort of stop for a moment. And you're sort of in this beam of light coming through this shimmering window on the high. And you're just kind of alone for the first time in this fantastic structure with all these marble and glass and images of Lathander and the saints who follow him gazing down upon you lovingly. And there's just this sort of quietude that settles over you. I think... um the first thing she does is just, you know, like you do when you're a kid and you're in a big open space and you go, hello, 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 hello. And then it strikes her that this would be a really good time to uh, just, you know, connect with Lathander for a second. So she closes her eyes and she's standing in this sunbeam and she's trying to think of like what she wants to say in a quiet moment with Lathander. And she's like, hey, I'm glad you're around. Thanks for your help. Bye. (laughs) A voice uh, greets you and says, look to yourself. What? 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 For what? How? No answer. And then it says, With you, there is great danger. Like, I bring danger to my friends? Or I am in danger? Or I'm a danger to the church? Hello? 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 (laughs) Okay, well. Thanks for the heads up. 
she starts to walk away and then stops and looks again to see if there's anything else. You see the light um, down the cathedral. It, you just see the sort of lances of, imagine if the sun were moving outside uh-huh. and the light it was making was just sort of moving down the cathedral in rays, like, uh, like you're just following, like a ray will strike through the temple and then it will go away and then it'll be a little farther down uh-huh. and it'll be a little farther down and farther down, almost like the sun were setting very, very quickly and the light was tracking the length of the cathedral. It's almost leading you. She follows it. Okay. Uh, when you follow the light, you don't see it before you hear it. A voice saying, Be careful with it. I don't want to break it. Xanathar? Xanathar, Xanathar, Xanathar. Oh, no! And then it says, Well, well, well. Here we are together. Alone. I said alone. Amsquay, get out of here. And then you hear pitter-pattering of feet. Creatures taking off, and you see what look like goblins sort of cross through the light and scamper across the cathedral floor, and then they sort of catch sight of you and disappear into the shadows. And then, appearing in the cathedral, sort of coming out of an alcove, is a beholder. Um, with blue, with sort of a bluish colored hide and wiggling eye stalks emanating from one of which is a beam that is holding the statue of you in midair. I hate that thing. The statue or the beholder? The the beholder (laughs) is basically using his telekinesis eye ray to levitate the statue of Evelyn that was in No, I know, but cathedral. she said, I hate that thing. I didn't know if she oh, was. Yeah, I think she's talking about the statue. Okay. I was, but you're right, it extends to both. Diath and Binwin, you come out into the square around the spires of the morning and see just a massive throng of people. Yeah. Uh, City Watch keeping them as far away from the building as possible while recognizing that spectators will be spectators and they want to be there in case something happens. And you see the gleaming spires around which are these vapor trails of black smoke <laughs> left know. by Strix as she's screaming her head off to get people out of the building. Bad things! Okay. So I, I see Strix kind of floating up above and around. Yep. Uh, do I see Evelyn at all? No. Strix, where is Evelyn? Uh, you shout and you, she, Strix, you can't hear him. There's just too many people. Damn it. In the crowd. And DF, she's not gonna be able to pick you out. Shit. Hmm. We can hear her, right? Oh, yeah, because, um, yeah, she's flying around on a broom between, using between the spires and basically using all kinds of crazy magic to bolster her voice. Could the people that we want to evacuate get out the way that DF and I just came in? Oh, yeah, people could bail and go down alleys and things the way you okay. came in, but they don't want to because they want to see what happens, if anything. Mm. Uh, or they want, they want to know it's safe to go back yeah, inside. They were told the building was going to explode. And no, like, no, oh. mo- most of them were probably told, just get out of the building for security reasons. We'll tell you about it later. 
I mean, Strix is screaming, it's going to explode! <laughs> okay, well, now panic is starting to set in. <laughs> oh, okay. Among some people who might take this crazy tiefling witch woman seriously. And like, some people are actually like saying, two. is she going to blow up the building? Is that what she's saying? <laughs> uh, I'm dumb. Okay. <laughs> well, when, but there's, there is a calm here in the crowd. There aren't, there aren't people freaking out. I guess Diaz will just kind of start like shouldering his way through the crowd to kind of like get through him and out front so he can like stand out from the crowd. Okay. And try to wave down strict. You could see a city watch guard comes over to you and just sort of puts a hand softly on your chest and tries to push you back into the crowd. Uh, damn it. Hmm. He says it's dangerous. Please step back. Can Misty step? Uh, let's try to get past this guard. And then uh, all, um, all of a sudden, somebody in the crowd shouts, Binwin, Bronze Bottom! <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask if I could use my cloak hero. I don't, you know, I don't really understand 100%. I probably should have played this character uh, for nine years. So somebody spots you in the crowd, uh, even without your trademark helmet. And uh, immediately uh, you are surrounded um, by... Adorers. Okay. And Diaz, you see Binwin seems to be pulling people to him like a magnet, and people are pulling out things for Binwin to sign. Uh, they tell him how cool it was uh, that the, the Becca Hallister fight uh, was super awesome, and thanks for not stepping on my grandma's house, and, you know, things like that. Can I, I'm going to use this commotion to try to uh, basically hide in plain sight and use that to like kind of sneak around the guards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can make a stealth check and I'll give you advantage. Yeah, which, man, Binwin, what a, what a good idea you just did. <laughs> Didn't what even a, know I was going to do it. What a yeah, bro. Things like that just happen. You never plan <laughs> I have the folk hero background, but I don't really you know do. understand how to use it all the time. Well, there you go. Uh, 27. All right, you, you disappear effectively. Nobody pays yeah. any mind to you as you skulk. You can pretty much go wherever you want, and nobody seems to have eyes on you. Good. Uh, I just want to make my way, I guess, kind of towards the building. And somewhere where when Strix is flying around, she can see me, but not where guards can see me. Okay. As you make your way toward the building, you pass sort of a group off to the side, safely away from the building, uh, but they're, the way they're decked out catches your eye. You see Father Sunbright. He is dressed in resplendent uh, black and gold robes uh, with uh, sort of this beautiful symbol of the sun on them. And he's surrounded by paladins in golden armor. Um, Obviously, this is their ceremonial put-on-for-show armor, uh, as well as uh, several members of the clergy that attend him. Um, And he's deeply involved in conversation and casting his eyes up at the spires to make sure uh, nothing has changed all is well and is clearly waiting for a city watchman to keep him apprised of what's happening. But they're all too busy to care about you. You're able to march your way to the building, make your way around its strange perimeter, unseen to an entrance. Great. Okay. Anyone disappear inside? Um, I'm I'm trying to get the attention of Strix. Okay. Strix, make a perception check. Ah, heck. Oh, that's not bad, actually. 17. Okay. Uh, you're able to catch sight of Diath. 
as, right, you're, as will, you're racing around the building. I, I'm not seeing that many people leaving anyway, and Evelyn disappeared inside, so yes. I'll just zoom, I'll zoom down to him and be like, oh, sorry, I was so loud. As soon as she zooms down to you, DF, all eyes are on her, so they're now back on you. Whoops. Uh, uh, Run? Where's Evelyn? Inside. What? It's okay, I death warded her. She's fine. That's still gonna explode. I know, but it, she'd be fine. It, it, you let her in there by herself? Well, I was trying to get people out. That's what she told me. Everyone told me to do. Please don't be mad at me. I'm not mad at you. You got the people out, but we can't leave her in there alone. Okay, well, then we'll go in there. Binwin, what do you do when you see these two over by the building? You can't tell what they're She's talking like about. But now, now they're getting a little hysterical over there, and they seem very agitated. People are surrounding you. Some of them are much taller than you, so you're kind of looking through them to keep a bearing on your new friends. So I got to get rid of this crowd yeah. uh, so I can... So I look towards the crowd and see if I can see anyone wearing purple. Yes. I point to them and I say, oh my God, is that Jim Dark Magic? <laughs> <laughs> People all crane necks and look over in that direction. Jim Dark Magic, Jim Dark Magic, Dark Magic, Dark Magic. Words. And they start to look around for him, uh, creating what you uh, can see is an opening. Okay, I split. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, some some adoring fan tries to like grab hold of one of your buckles as you go past and kind of rips something loose from your clothing. You're not Uh-oh. sure what. A little token, and then and then he just bounces up and down happily uh, that he got some <laughs> memento that he just tore off your body. I. Uh, grab my uh, pants and make sure it wasn't. An evil look. <laughs> it was like the it was like a back patch on your on your okay, butt, basically. Okay, good. <laughs> right. So you just tore a patch off um, <laughs> as you make your way back, and uh, he's shouting, "I got a bronze bottom bottom patch! Woo! <laughs> Available uh, at my Etsy store." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so you charge. Uh, DF and Strix, and DF and Strix, you see Binwin coming for you. <laughs> are you guys? He stops like twice doing? to breathe deeply. <laughs> <laughs> what are we fighting? That dead Christian Bale from earlier? What's going on? I don't know, but we, Evelyn's inside, so we gotta go find her. Evelyn's inside alone for whatever reason, but she's trying to get people out. Where's the door I have to knock down? No, it's open. It's fine. Oh, I shut the door and kick it open. okay done Evelyn you are alone in the temple of Lathander with Xanathar who has your statue your stony effigy floating next to him look I'm just gonna say it's a little bit creepy to try to steal a big statue of me I'm a beholder (laughs) okay fair enough what are you doing with that I'm going to add it to my collection is that why you're trying to blow up the temple? Oh, that was just a ruse. For what reason? So I could take this, but I needed to get everybody out. You threatened to blow up the temple so you could steal that statue of me? Pretty much. That's really weird. I'm great. <laughs> okay, well, I. <laughs> Like, I don't really care if you steal it, because, like, I don't, 
I don't know, but I don't think you. I should let you steal anything from the temple. I'm very conflicted. Like, I kind of want it to be gone. You know? This is a very weird moment for me. So there's no bomb? No. Okay. I'm not going to waste my smoke powder blowing up this place. So you do have tons of smoke powder? A few. Okay. Um, well, you know what? I was just wondering, because I kind of thought it'd be nice for you and I to just, like, spend some time together. Like, get to know each other a little bit. I so, agree. Like, he fires maybe? an eye ray at you. What? Make a Dang saving it. throw. I can't even roll my perception or persuasion for what I was trying to do. You've already, he already is, he already adores you. So, just, uh, make, I was, make okay. one of them, uh, constitution saving throws. Good, I'm, I'm glad it's con. Oh, I'm sorry. Dexterity. Great. (laughs) (laughs) 21. All right, a 21 dexterity saving throw is enough as uh, the beam misses you. She goes, and she's like, look, I was just saying I wanted to spend time with you. If you send beams at me, I'm not doing it. He fires another one. (laughs) Narrowing his central eye as he does so, uh, this one's going to be a... uh, Wisdom saving throw. Oh, man. Twelve. All right. You are charmed. Dang. By him. Did I just get Beholder roofied? Yeah, you got Beholder roofied. (laughs) I don't like it. I don't like it. So you are under the effects of his charm. Uh, And while charmed, you see him as a wonderful friend, a, a friendly acquaintance. You know, I'm says, sorry I said it was weird before with you taking the statue. I think that's kind of sweet that you want to look at me like that. Yeah, let's, let's blow this joint. And go where? Back to my place. That sounds nice. <laughs> what kind of a place? It's underground and far away from the city. Oh. Underground is usually not somewhere I'd like, but I I think with you it'd be fine. I have a lot of visine. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, and he sort of he sort of turns his eyes up at the statue and he says, "Won't be needing this." And he just throws it. Does it, it break? It shatters into <gasps> a thousand pieces on the floor. Ah! You seem pleased. Anything you do pleases me. <laughs> Wait till I kill your friends. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> that seems weird, but I'm sure that you have it well thought out. All right. Uh, the, <laughs> the other three of you, um, you come skidding into the cathedral, or flying your broom, as the case may be. Um, make perception checks, the three of you. <laughs> Jeez. I got this. Don't worry. Stat. Oops. That's a dirty 20 for me. Oh. <gasps> That's a nat 20 for Jared. Nat 8. <laughs> for this boy. So, uh, Dieth, you hear Evelyn and Xanathar having a conversation, getting a little bit farther away from you, but not quickly so. Oh, that can't be good. Uh, Dieth will like, kind of point down that hallway and, and be like, go, go, go. And then I said, you're stone. And then he turned to stone. I've heard that one three times already but it's still funny it's my best joke 
Game it, game it, game it. <laughs> <laughs> so as you guys uh, skid into view, you see uh, standing near a hole that has basically been disintegrated in the floor mm. of an antechamber, a 30-foot antechamber, uh, is Evelyn and the Xanathar. And the Xanathar... And Evelyn's giggling. Yes. Yeah. And they seem to be hitting it off. What the hell? You're about 30 feet away. And uh, the Xanathar uh, turns its eyes to you, uh, takes on a mean countenance, and says, Leave us alone. I yeah, d- you guys probably should, because I think he might kill you otherwise. I immediately regret saying something. Uh, I feel like I would know Evelyn well enough at this point to probably perceive that she is not acting normal. Right, yeah. I yeah. think, I think uh, you don't need to make an insight check to do that. Yeah. Strix, he has her brainwashed oh, oh, or something. Yeah. Oh, by the Can way, you- uh, Strix, are, you're, you're not flying your broom, are you? Still? No. You're sort of running alongside them? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Y- you're, uh, are you holding your staff? Yeah. Okay. The lights on your staff go out. What? Why? Hmm. Wait, wait, what, do, can I arcana check that? You sure can. Well, I don't know. <laughs> 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 uh, nine. Oh. Batteries. Uh-oh. I just like hit it on the ground. I'm like, no, 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 no. Strix. No, no, no. We can't. Nothing. We can't do. Nothing's working. Can I'm I? I'm going to count to ten. I think we have to go. I don't. If you're still here when I get to zero, you won't be here after that. He's gonna kill us. Is it obvious to um, Benwin that Evelyn is charmed? I have encountered a beholder before. Yes. I scream catchphrase and throw a javelin at his center eye. <laughs> oh my god. All right, everybody roll initiative. Oh. No, 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 I didn't want this. You make us fight Xanathar. We're going to die. Baby. I've fought Brits before. It's fine. It's fine. I don't get to, I don't get to re-save against charm, right? Uh, you do not. Cool. Uh, so, but I'll have you roll initiative anyway. Okay. Because, you know, this, this dwarf is attacking your good... Dear friend, Xanathar. Yeah. Um, so we'll start with Strix. I got a 19. DF. 10. 10. Evelyn? 16. 16. Paulton's not here. Binwin? 20. Nah. All right. So your javelin launches at this beholder. Uh, you can make your attack roll. Okay. I think that... Nat 20. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so your javelin... Two 20s in a row. That has never happened to me playing Binwin ever. Roll your damage. Okay. I, I really don't want to say this. I really, really don't. Then don't. 10. <sighs> it's a natural 20. It doesn't and, matter. And I would like to spend a superiority dice to make it. A a pushing attack. I I really, really, really don't want to say this, but Evelyn's standing next to Xanathar, her good friend, and she's definitely going to put out the mom arm for the protection fighting style, 
and impose disadvantage on the attack roll because she doesn't want him to get stabbed. But that was such a pretty attack. I really don't want to do fine. it. It's fine. Anna, the, same team. It's the rules. It's the rules. <laughs> it's the rules. Um, it's the rules. I, I'm going to say that um, Benwin, Benwin's mm. initial attack was during the surprise round. Oh, good, great, so, thank you, awesome. Uh, so, it's the rules. Yes, surprise round. So, so live by the rules, die by the rules. With Thanks. your with your natural twenty, the javelin races oh, right. and, roll and sinks itself deeply into the Xanathar's central eye. Perfect. Causing Dang. it to explode inward and then sort of expel all of this horrific gore. And you have never heard anything scream as loud as this beholder is screaming now. Its mouth is just as wide as it can possibly be. Its eyes just absolutely contorting themselves in inexplicable ways. And this scream shakes the foundations of this very structure and uh, causes, uh, uh, and, and just fills you, Benwin, with, with love. I'm gonna, hey, have to move, I'm gonna have to move this book because there's no more room in my pants. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. All right, and suddenly your uh, staff sparkles back to life, Strix. Uh, yay. Oh. oh, I was so scared. I like shake it. I'm like, never do that again. It is the Xanathar's turn. He goes first on the regular initiative. Expect ones from me for the rest of this evening. Benwin. That was incredible. Yes. Benwin, I would like you to make all the saving throws. Um, start, so first, <laughs> yeah, no shit. first make a dexterity saving throw. Does anyone have a mechanical beholder for me to get into? <laughs> <laughs> He's just uh, within uh, 10 feet of me, right? Uh, no, he's farther away. He's 30 feet Dang away from you. It. I was trying uh, to help instead of hurt this time. I, re- I appreciate it. I really do. Uh, I rolled a 10. Okay, Benwin is instantly turned to stone. <gasps> oh, Jesus. <laughs> For his second attack, he disintegrates Benwin. <gasps> Benwin turns to dust. No! Oh, it's finally happened. With its third ray, it turns it on... Uh, well, it looks around and then looks at you, DF, and says, who the, f- who the fuck are you? And then shoots you with a beam. <laughs> Make a, a dexterity saving throw. No! This is fine. This is fine. You're good at dexterity. Look at Anna. Anna's losing it. We've, I have a little PTSD about dust and beholders. <laughs> 27. Okay, uh, so uh, you avoid that terrible, terrible beam um, as it races past you uh, and uh, doesn't hit anything. Uh, he hits like a, a column outside, and you see the column just kind of turn all brittle and start to just crack. Okay. All right, uh, that's the Beholder's turn. Then it is... Well, it would be Binwin, but Binwin is now a pile of dust. I gotta text Corey and apologize real quick. <laughs> Strix. Let me text my business partner here. Sorry, I killed my character. Just killed four. Uh, we can't fight this. No. Uh, How do we get can you 
help, Evelyn? Yeah. Um, wait, I'm looking. Evelyn's about 30 feet away, standing next to this raging beholder with a blinded main eye. I need to see something really quick. I have 10 sorcery points. I need to know if I can make another six level spell slot with them. Uh, how much does it cost to get a spell slot? Um, let's see. I think it's... It's six... Oh, wait. Um, you can only create up to a fifth level, can't you? I have six level spells, yeah. But you can only create oh. a, up to a fifth level spell slot. Using flexible casting, right? No, it's... um. It's uh, ooh, it's sorcery points. I don't know. Like, I think it is. I, I well, no, I'm dead, so I'm not playing anymore. <laughs> yeah, you can use, yeah, you can use sorcery points, but you can only create spell slots up to a fifth level spell. Up to the, okay. All right. Well, so I can't do that. Uh, so how about... Uh, hmm. Okay, well, uh, I am going to cast... Darkness on Xanathar. Okay, so a 20-foot radius aura of impenetrable blackness yes. engulfs the Xanathar and Evelyn. Yeah, and well, and, and, and I'm going to, at the same time, use my Quicken spell to... Um, oh, God, I don't know what we're going to do. Oh... I'm gonna just try and use my my quicken spell to. I don't know. We're so fucked to try and po- polymorph. Well, actually, I'll try and polymorph the Xanathar first, first, and then I'll quicken spell darkness on him. Okay. Uh, what is the? At sixteen. Okay. Wisdom uh, sixteen. He's gonna save. Okay. So that doesn't work, and I'm like balls, and then I just cast darkness, and I'm like run. Okay. Uh, do you want to run? You could have movement left. Uh, yeah. Okay. This is bad. Strix skedaddles. Uh, next, at the end of Strix's turn, the Xanathar goes again. It's in darkness currently, so it can't see. It will blindly fire... If Diet doesn't, doesn't run, by the way, Strix is going to keep like looking back and being like, it's time to run, it's time to run! It will blindly fire another ray where it thinks Strix, or where it thinks Diath is. Uh, Diath, make Ooh. a... Uh, another dexterity saving throw. Okay. That's a nat 20. All right. Again, you dodge the ray uh, firing out of the blackness, and it is Evelyn's turn. <sighs> you, so, are, you are charmed and of a mind to stay, to, to accompany the Xanathar back to his lair. But that doesn't mean... Like, I see the Xanathar as a friend, but that doesn't mean that I think that everything he does is great. Like, I wouldn't Correct. be like, cool, kill my friends. Right, yes. So you're clearly torn right now. I think Your that friends Evelyn, are fighting, Evelyn. I know. I think all Evelyn's doing is, no, stop fighting. No, everybody stop. So she's just going to try to get in the middle. Okay. Well, like, currently she's in blackness, so... Uh, can she move blindly toward what she thinks is between the yes. Xanathar and her friends. Absolutely. So basically just kind of like stepping out in front of the Xanathar and like putting her hands out and, and you know. Does she want to actually emerge from the darkness so that she can be seen? Yeah, I think so. 
Okay, so Dia, if you see Evelyn step out of the darkness and put her hands up. Okay. And she's like, everybody just calm down. We can all get along. Is that all you're doing, Evelyn? Yeah. At the end of your turn, the Xanathar will use another legendary action and fire what another eye ray at Diath, but because you're in the way, Evelyn, you're the target instead. Ooh. So I would like you, you know to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay, but, uh, see, if I get myself killed, I'm okay with that, but if I get the Waffle Crew killed, then that <laughs> really is bad. By the way, Strix still hasn't ran all the way. She's like hovering, like, come on, come on. She's waiting for everyone. <laughs> Uh, this is Dex, you said? Yeah. 17. Okay. Um, you... Mm. Get out of the way. Mm. The beam just misses you. And then it is hey, Diaz's turn. Diaz, you see the beam zap out and l- almost just fry evil, uh, Evelyn, but she somehow maneuvers out of the way. She playfully scolds the Xanathar. Now you watch those rays. He's he's still sort of screaming in pain. Okay. I'm trying. <laughs> Does yeah. anything remain of Benwin, or is it like his whole, everything, his he's whole being? He's gone. Every, Just little dust flakes. Don't worry about me, ground. dude. <laughs> Oh, you know, just the Waffle Crew killing legendary D&D characters. You didn't kill me. Oh, no, we're... N- that was Chris. <laughs> I guess technically technically his gear would still be there, so... Oh, okay. So it's like in War of the Worlds when it just sort of <laughs> vaporizes yeah. to dust the, b- the body, but, like, the clothes and shit just fall all Like around. the end of Infinity War? Yeah. Cool. I Great. don't feel so good. I don't feel so good. DF? Uh, DF will just shout... Evelyn, he's trying to kill us, trying to kill you. Look what he just did to Bidwin. As uh, they hurt me real bad, Evelyn. My eye, my eye. Fight. Where's Todd? <laughs> Evelyn, focus. Think of everything that's back there for you. It's not going to work. You know it because she's under a magical compulsion. I know, but I can't do anything else. So, are you doing nothing else? Uh, no, I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Chris, Chad is asking if, since the Xanathar technically attacked me, if that breaks my charm. Uh, that is a fine, fine question. I mean, I was just uh, in the way, so it technically Yeah, so I'm going to say the way you interpret that is it, it was a mistake. Okay. He wasn't targeting you. God damn it. And everything that he has said and suggested suggests he doesn't mean you harm, so. So thanks, Chad, for trying. <laughs> so good uh, try. DF? DF will um, kind of ret- will retreat in the same direction as Strix, but along the way, uh, try to grab one of Binwin's axes. He could grab them both, probably, if he wanted to. Uh, they're, close, they're close together. Yeah, I, I guess both. They sort and of then, landed and sort of crossed each other and just sort of are just lying there. Yeah, try to grab uh, grab those along with a little bit of Bidwin dust. Okay. Just just to head out with it too, because I don't know if that's helpful for resurrections or anything. Okay. Uh, and then basically try to leave the room and like turn the corner in such a place that he's like hiding behind a corner, so he's got like cover or something. Okay. 
and Strix is just like bouncing, like, okay, time to run, time to run, okay. Okay. And just, we, we can't just, we can't just leave Evelyn. We can't die. We can't save her if we're dead. That's the point. We can't save her if we're dead. That's what Paulton said. And he's probably drunk back at the house and he's going to be real bad after this, though. I know. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm going to give her one moment. I'm going to give her one moment to see if she can snap out of it. It's magic. She can't, but you know, it's, it's fine. Then, then get out of here. I'll catch up. No, but please. <laughs> she just rolls her eyes. Another beholder beam sort of randomly lances off in some direction. Um, and uh, it comes back around to the beholder's turn. And uh, Evelyn, uh, you hear him, his screams becoming more distant like he is sunk down into that hole and is retreating back to his lair. Wait for me. All right, and then it is Strix's turn. Strix, you hear Evelyn say, wait for me. But I don't hear his screaming anymore. You hear the screaming, but it's becoming more distant. (sighs) Shit. Shit. Okay. Duh. Um, Can you dispel it? Dis- I can't dispel it, no. I can't dispel what he did, no. But what I can do is... <sighs> hmm. I can do something different. I'm going to use... Uh, I think it's... Could I use... What could alter my voice? Would prestidigitation do that? Um... Uh, thaumaturgy. 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 Yeah. Okay. Can, can you polymorph her? So I'm going can't... to. Well, I'm going to use thaumaturgy to mimic Xanathar's voice. She and probably going... wouldn't be fooled by that because it's just a cantrip. Damn it! Damn it. Ugh. Ugh. All right. Then I'm going to try and and peek out and try and polymorph her. Into. Something they can't move like a fish, but also won't uh, choke to death from lack of water. Uh, how about a snail? Okay, saving throw, please. The smallest (laughs) things I could think of. Evelyn, make a wisdom saving throw. I hope I fail. I want to be an evil snail. Evil snails. Evil ale. Oh my god! Wait, so plus my aura. This is saving, right? Yeah. Yeah. What kind? So wisdom. wisdom. I think I'm still going to fail regardless because I rolled a two. Okay. Oh, there you go. All right. Yeah. So Evelyn turns into a little snail. Oh, she's probably a cute little snail. Yeah. Adorablest little snail ever. Little like gold shell with yeah, like little wings. Little and Strix, you it. scoop her up into your hand as the Xanathar's screams of anguish become more distant. Yeah, yeah. She's, Strix just like scuttles, scuttles over there and she's like, see, see, it worked out. See, but we backed up. It was good. We didn't die. See? Except yeah. for Ben when he's dead. The snail the is slowly trying to make its way back to the Xanthar, <laughs> but you're able to sort of <laughs> just right yeah. yeah. away. Yeah. Is, ben, is that book on the ground that Benwin had? No, I've got the book. Oh, okay, yeah. good. Uh, well, if it sounds like, yeah, if it sounds like Xanathar is like retreating out of here and running. Uh, That's what it yeah. seems like. I'm going to try to collect up the rest of whatever Bidwin things are there, his important belongings. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get that back to him. 
Okay. And then we have to get out of here. The snail has a little Ben Winhelm. Boink. <laughs> oh. Aww. Well, now right. I gotta draw that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then, then as fast as we can, like we need to get Evelyn as far as away from uh, far away from the right. as we can. You grab the snail and run, and that's where you we'll stop for tonight. Ashes. We I got a, I got a handful of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. What's funny is that like. Before we played tonight, Corey was like, hey, try to find an opportunity to need to come back next week. <laughs> and I don't think... You're like, you got it, buddy. <laughs> I don't think he's going to appreciate <laughs> what I chose. <laughs> but you did stick a javelin in his eye. That was, cool. that was pretty cool. That, you, yeah, you, you took out his anti-magic cone, which was awesome. Yeah, that's kind of a big deal. What's funny is... Um, <clears throat> People ask me all the time what would happen if Benwin died, and I'm like, I'd be so happy. I want him to have like a glorious death, and it's D and D, so yeah. it's never permanent. And now, now I don't know. He just, had, he, just had, <laughs> he just had an awesome death. Yeah, um, he did. All right, uh, so that's a wrap. Uh, any quick announcements? We're, we're running late, so I don't want to hold people up. Oh, uh, that's okay. oh. <laughs> The you chat said know. Evelyn Avalona Shelvig Martin. <laughs> Can you give this nail curly hair too? Curly <laughs> I'll, I'll draw it better later. Yeah. I, uh, Scott, do you have any announcements you'd like to share with everybody watching? I do. So um, come meet the uh, Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms team at the Table Titans booth at PAX West. Which is what next week? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. So yeah, not like, this coming weekend, but the next. Right. So we'll be at booth seven six zero nine. I'll have little postcards that unlock Binwin in the game for some lucky attendees, and uh, Adam from Idol Champions uh, from Codename will be there, and he and I will be uh, drawing live art on a big screen. So definitely come by the booth. Uh, we'll be there the whole time. Okay. Come by and see us. And we're going to be there, too, and I have an announcement as well for Idol Champions. Um, this Friday, Idol Champions of the Fountain Realms is launching a new DLC featuring Stinky the Cranium Rat. Oh, my God. What? Proceeds from Stinky's sales are going towards funding the AFK rooms at PAX, uh, starting at, with PAX West. He's dead, but AFK, he lives in the digital world. He does, yes. Yeah. AFK rooms are spaces intended to provide attendees with a place to recharge or regain your calm when you need a moment away. Very strict, appropriate. Uh, Stinky has been made into a familiar, uh, just like the Chewingo, which will automatically perform some tasks for you in-game, and you can find more information at idlechampions.com. So it's going all to, Stinky's going all to charity. So charity Stinky, yay. That's yay. awesome. I wonder if uh, I can get some uh, Dia Familiar uh, DLC, but it's just Shemeshka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. Yeah. Very good. I also have an Idol Champions announcement, which is that all of us, all the Dice Camera Action cast, will be doing two one-hour signings at the Table Titans booth for Idol Champions. Um, uh, Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. And we'll be signing an exclusive never-before-seen never poster that has right. all of the cast, including Paulton, uh, I've seen it. It's awesome. Well, it's awesome. And also, Chris Perkins is on the poster. I am. Um, he isn't actually in the game. They wanted to make that clear. <laughs> right. But he's on the poster. And I think it says we're going to reveal the poster. Do you have it? Uh, they're putting it on stream already. Oh, oh yeah. perfect. So, there so there's the poster. Enjoy. Um, and that also does reveal that for certain, Paulton will be included in the game later this year. So watch Correct. for more details, which is very exciting. So if you're at PAX, we'll be at that booth doing those signings for one hour each at 12 p.m. Saturday and 3 p.m. Sunday. So mark your calendar. 
Very excited. Thanks to Idol Champions for always, always. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Idol Champions. And uh, as far as other announcements, we also have our Ask the Waffle Crew Anything panel at PAX West, and we'll be around for lots more stuff. So stay tuned and uh, be sure to tune in to see us. So PAX West is where it's happening. Mm -hmm. We're sorry you died, Benwin. (laughs) Continuing (laughs) Continuing a long tradition. Did Benwin just get minioned? Oh, no. Oh, sad. On that note. Play another care. (laughs) Oh, whoops. I gave the wrong times. It's 3 p.m. Saturday, 12 p.m. Sunday. Okay. That happens. Okay. Uh, Then that's it for this week, folks. Uh, Tune in next week when the Waffle Crew returns for another breathtaking episode of Dice Camera Action. And until then, please take care of each other and take care of yourselves and have a great week. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.